Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, a senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. So good to be back at Global Heart. You have blessed us for... 20 years, even if you're new in this church, you need to know you've got a big uh, legacy or heritage with us in Japan. Isn't that good? That, that together we are doing something in the world. And we just really honour you, Global Heart, for all you do in Africa. And uh, just such a, such a model church in so many ways, in heart and faith. And, and we have been friends all those years. And uh, we've had some amazing adventures together. And uh, I just feel I'm amongst friends tonight. Is that okay? that we were friends. We'd like to pray. Let's just close our eyes. Lord, thank you. Thank you again for these 60 years of Jared and blessing of God on him and Global Heart Church and all these wonderful people have had moments with God. There's been moments right through the history of this church, moments of healing and freedom and blessing. And I pray tonight will be another moment, Lord, where you just touch people's lives and awaken people to your love again. Awaken people to vision again, Lord. We pray that you would touch us tonight in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Give the Lord a big praise. Come on. Thanks, team. That's great. You may be seated. Well, we went to Japan 20 years ago because my lovely wife, Viv, who uh, is amazing, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful woman. We've been married for 36 years, I think. I better get that right. Next, next month's 37. So... Uh, We've been together for a long time, but 20 years ago or 21 years ago, she had a vision from God. How many of you know that God can give visions today? Amen. And even if you don't get a vision, get in the vision of the local church because you're just, you're just part of a big vision and something bigger than our own lives, right? So it's just joining with something that God is saying at a big level. But 21 years ago, she had a vision of a big wave and she described it to me as a tsunami vision. And we were pastoring in near Brisbane and beautiful city called Toowoomba. We were happy. We were really enjoying life. But this vision unsettled us. And it was a moment. It was a moment that actually changed our life. And uh, as we realized that God had spoken us and over time realized God had called us to the nation of Japan. So we went over there with uh, a team of 10 young Australians with the help of Global Heart Church and, and some of our other great friends in Australia. And we started our adventure there with, with just about nothing. We had 10 young Australians for a gap year and us, but we realized that God had prepared the way, amen? That God had prepared the way for us. And so we've just been doing the same thing for 20 years, talking to people on the streets, talking to people in Starbucks and, and pl playing Frisbee at universities. Well, not me, because I'm a bit older, but uh, the younger team, just doing that stuff, just going out and, and meeting people and over the years, we've seen thousands of people saved and thousands of people baptized. Japanese that many people said Japanese are hard to the gospel and we went, ha, 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 that's not true. Amen? You know, when someone says it's hard, you know that uh, it's probably not hard. We just need to find the way to do it. So for 20 years, we've just been meeting people. Some people say to us, how did you grow larger churches in Japan where so few have done that? My answer is, we meet a lot of people. We just meet a lot of people. And now with the amazing gift of online and social media, we're meeting lots more. Just, just uh, during, during the COVID season, we had, we had two years without a church service. 
Can you believe that? When, when we, Asia is different. It is very, very different. And so you've just got to see our context is different. But during that time, we went online and we've been able to reach thousands of people around many, many countries of the whole world. We, we one, one day, a, a, a young man from Iran, from the country of Iran, contacted us uh, from, from another faith, you know the faith, and from that faith, and he said, uh, he contacted us through our online English service and said, um, I've just watched the, the Passion of Christ, the movie called The Passion of Christ. He said, I just thought that I love Jesus now. Could you lead me to Christ? <laughs> Give the Lord a big praise, come on. <laughs> How did that happen? I don't know, but there was a moment where God reached him, touched him, changed him. The same week, a young man from the country of Myanmar, from a different faith religion, contacted us, can you believe this, same week, and said, I've just watched The Passion of Christ. Can someone lead me to Jesus Christ? He said these words, I think I love Jesus, the same words. And we led him to Jesus. Come on, give the Lord another praise. Another man contacted us, who was from Saudi Arabia. And he said, I think I love Jesus. Can someone lead me to Jesus Christ? Man from Saudi Arabia. If that happened in there, back there, he's gonna be killed for that. We said, we'd love to lead you to Christ over the internet. That'd be great. And uh, we said, how did you get interested? He said, well, I've been in Australia. I've been in Sydney. And in Sydney, some people at university told me about Jesus for the very first time. And I was actually interested to hear about this Jesus. He said, but I wasn't sure. And he said, now then COVID hit. And then I had to get back. This is at the beginning, so 2020. I had to get back to my country, Saudi Arabia. But when I got to Bali on the way home, they closed the flights. So I'm here in Bali. This is two years ago. I'm here in Bali. And I've been thinking about my life. And I deeply feel I'd like to know Jesus, can, can someone lead me to Christ? Now, Lifehouse has a church in Bali, Indonesia. So we said, our team will be with you in your, in your hotel room this week. Met with him, led him to Jesus Christ right there and baptised him four days later in the pool of the hotel. We said to him, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going back to Saudi Arabia. What said, what are you going to do? He said, I already, I already have, have, have searched on the internet and I realised that there are a lot of Filipino fellowships in Saudi Arabia. Filipinos are everywhere. <laughs> I honestly think they're God's secret agents in the last days. Any Filipinos here tonight? You're amazing. God has blessed your country. He said, I know where I'm going to go in the city. I know that there's a Filipino fellowship and I will go there and it's going to be underground, but I'm going to go there. This has all happened online. So as well as in-person church, which we love so much, God has added to us another way of reaching a lot of people. Isn't that amazing? So two years without a church service, but we were, I said to my team, we're just going to go beast mode online. We're just going to turn every person we can outward onto line, social media, we're just going to go for it. And now we've been back in person about six months. Every single week, people come and Japanese, they love to bow as they honour you and they say, oh, you're Pastor Rod. I say, yes, I am. I say, we know you because we've been watching you online for 
six months. One family came with a little girl and they said, she's been watching your kids' program for two years. Can we come to church? Could we come? So yes, yeah, sure, please come. And we led them to Jesus Christ. We're living in a different moment. Do you know that life is made up of moments? I mean, we talked about meeting on the train, Jared. It was a moment like, what, what, what on a train? We're friends for life. But do you know that that's the way God operates? And as I've told you a few of those online stories, I want you to know I'm really intrigued with everybody's story. Because I've realised that everybody's story is just like a a patchwork quilt or a jigsaw puzzle or a a script beyond reality. It's it's a script that Hollywood would love to get our stories. Or maybe they wouldn't, I don't know, but... uh, But God is the master storyteller and in heaven, we're all gonna be telling our story. And you think some of your stories are boring, but everyone's gonna be going, what? And then what happened? And then you met this crazy Christian and then what happened? They took us to this crazy church called Global Heart and then what happened? Come on, you can clap right now, come on. (laughs) I'm intrigued. I'm excited. When I hear a moment of awakening, because the Bible, as I read it, I I got saved at 19. And as I was seeking God, before I became a believer, I read the New Testament, the the Gospels of Jesus. Before I knew Jesus, I read about Jesus and I I was absolutely amazed at the moments of change. We've been singing about it tonight, amen? Some of the songs, I was this and now I'm that. I was that and now I'm alive. I'm this moment of change and I'm intrigued. And as pastors, I think we're all intrigued by the, by the, by the changes, the lives, the moments, the people, the, the places, and, 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 and how do you ended up there and found this and heard that. And do you know that you are an amazing accumulation of moments that God orchestrated? You're supposed to be here tonight. You're supposed to be the person you are. You're supposed to come from that DNA. You're supposed to be in Australia and making an influence on the whole world. A few years ago, we, uh, we tried to start a church in India, New Delhi, India. It didn't work. And we've had a few of those. So, um, but the funny thing was that in, the, in the, 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 the not working of our church plant, we met a young couple in New Delhi. And they wanted to start this outreach to the, to the Muslim slums of New Delhi, to people who were the lowest of the low, the people who really couldn't even put their kids in school. We're not allowed to put their kids in school. And here we, all of a sudden, they said to us, if you would help us from, from, from Tokyo to, to buy some secondhand buses, we could drive into the slums and have school for the day. So what? That's a crazy idea that just could work. <laughs> it just might work. And so we, we've been able to help, you know, about 500 families now. And uh, not just that they're driving buses in, but not through us, but some of the American ministries with, with they, they, they drive in doctors and dentists and able to help this whole area. And they went in one day and they found a little girl, a little tiny girl, three, three years old with a broken leg and couldn't, like it was, the leg was sticking out and had, had healed wrongly. And so they finally got a medical team in there and did an operation on her. And, and can you imagine what would happen if they hadn't had the moment to meet her? And now we're reaching many, many thousands of families, well, hundreds of families, thousands of people 
just like you guys with Africa. We have the, we have the chance, the moment to see lives changed. And I believe one day heaven will be a time of storytelling. And someone's going to say, tell me a story. And then there's people from, from different parts of Rwanda and wherever else, Kenya. You're going to meet them in heaven. And they're going to say, hello, global heart. I'm sorry if that accent's really bad. But anyway, <laughs> I know you're not supposed to do that, but we do it. And uh, it, it's honoring. It's a great thing. And uh, in heaven, you're from global heart because of you. Here's my family. They got saved. They all had a moment of salvation. They heard about Jesus. Come on, give God a praise. I, I do want to share some scriptures tonight, okay? I want to share from, from Luke 19. Are you with me? Okay. We're going to talk about a man called Zacchaeus. And in one day, there was three moments, or three awakenings. I've called my message Three Awakenings. And I love this guy, Zacchaeus, because it really just shows the incredible unpredictability of God. He's unpredictable, totally. I love in the lion, the witch and the wardrobe where they talked about Aslan, the, the lion. You know the one? And people said, is he, is he good? No, they said, is he safe? I said, I don't know if he's safe, but he's good. That's God. He's surprising. I'm going to talk about that on Sunday, the surprises of God, because I believe deeply in the sovereignty of God in our lives. Amen. Luke 19, Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. This is the only time Jesus ever went to Jericho. It was a once only, once only chance in Jesus' lifetime. Went to Jericho. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus means pure or honourable or true, which is really strange because he's a tax collector. I'm sure the people of the town said it with a bit of a smirk on their face. His name is Zacchaeus, pure. It would have been like that. He would have been, would have been bullied. He would have been in a situation like that. And he was a chief tax collector in the region. That means he was the boss. He was rich. He was, and, and we know that many of those people were very corrupt. And he had become very rich. And he tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. I know that problem. <laughs> so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road for Jesus was going to pass that way. I believe that we're in a moment of new seekers like Zacchaeus. After COVID, the church around the world is smaller. The church around the world is more passionate. And the church around the world is seeing people come in like they've never seen before. Some people see that as a contraction, but I see it as a preparation for a new expansion, amen? Some people see that as a negative. It probably is in some ways, but I see that we need to understand that God is touching new hearts, new souls, new opportunities. All around Perth, all around Japan, all around Lusaka, etc. God is bringing in a new generation. God is touching people in your nation, where you come from, in this nation, in our nation. There is a supernatural work of the Holy Spirit as I said, every week people are coming in, bowing and saying, can we come to church? In Japan, can we receive Jesus? From Saudi Arabia, Iran, Myanmar, etc. God is doing something. Are we ready to receive them? 
because they're going through moments that we might have had years ago or might have had recently. Do you remember when you got saved? Do you remember the, the strange moments? Who invited you? I remember when I, when I was seeking God, I was 19, I was a fireman in Sydney, Australia, and I'd just been in this big factory fire and there'd been an explosion and, and me and my, my two fireman buddies had to run across a field to escape an exploding factory as bricks flew in the air. It was, it was a really big explosion. And as we arrived on the other side of the road and looked back, all we could see was bricks all over the road. And we looked at each other in disbelief saying, we, we just ran through there? Oh, that's impossible. And I remember looking up to heaven. I wasn't a believer. I was far from God. In fact, I was into other stuff. And I looked up at heaven and I said, who are you? And it was a moment of awakening. That's what, that's what happened with Zacchaeus on this occasion. Jesus came once. He couldn't see Jesus, but all of a sudden he ran for the tree. I almost called this message, run for the tree. If you wanna see Jesus, you gotta run for the tree. When God starts to awaken, you ask the questions. When God starts to touch you and your friend and people and, and when, when, in my seeking, in my time of seeking was just six months, I went through great ups and downs. I went through demonic moments. My two friends finally invited me to church. I had a demonic moment when I screamed at them, no! Like I wasn't a violent person, but I was nuts right there. I said, no! Can you believe that the very next week they asked me to go to church again? Like, what were they expecting? And I said, sure, let's go. Because I've realised a lot can happen in the life of a person in one week. Some of you understand this very well. One week from one week was very different in life through circumstances, ups and downs, whatever it is, person you meet, etc. Zacchaeus had a moment and he ran for the tree. He went for the tree. I got to see Jesus. There was an awakening. He didn't know it was once only chance, but it was a time for him to run to the tree. Are you ready to help the new generation? Yeah. Global Heart Church? Yeah. Global Heart Church, come on. Yeah. We, come on. I believe, I believe that some people that were closed are now gonna be open. How do we know? Just ask them again through a text. A few years ago, one of our girls near Christmas, she was a very good evangelist, very outgoing person, but she'd had a lot of also disappointments. She had a list of person, people she wanted to invite for Christmas to church. So she texted them, would you come to church at Christmas? Now these people are not Christians. All 10 responded, but nine of the 10 said, I can't. They weren't saying, go away. They're just saying, I can't. One said, I'm in hospital. Did God tell you to text me? And she wrote back and said, yes. And the girl said, I can't come this week, but I will come the week after. She came the week after she gave her life to Jesus Christ. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. Come on. I, I, think, I think social media, text, online is a great gift to evangelism. We can just ask people to another thing. Even emails are coming back into vogue in Asia. It's amazing how we're using emails, but that's a different story. An invitation 
Just like me, one week, no, one week, okay. I think could happen. What if it did? Why wouldn't we try? And at least, the least will happen is they don't even reply to the text. That's okay. It's not a no, it's not a rejection. I think we have to get ready, church. I think we have to get ready. After COVID, something has shifted in the world. Something has turned. There's a notch that's turned. Something has shifted. And the shift is that there's a whole bunch of people that are open to the gospel. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a big praise. Come on. The second part of the awakening happened in, in the second part of the story. It says, Jesus came by that tree. He's up the tree. Jesus came by, looked up at Zacchaeus. Jesus walks up and says, hi, Zacchaeus. Isn't that like Jesus? Except in the original Greek, it's not Zacchaeus, it's Zacchae. Said with an Australian accent. Did you know Jesus has an Australian accent sometimes? Zacchae. In the original language, he doesn't call him Zacchaeus. It's probably, probably the name his mom called him as a little boy. That's Jesus. He's going to call you by name. He's going to call you by heart. He's going to call you by the name that you like. Not the bullying name, but the name he gave you. When I was seeking for God, I didn't know him, but he knew me and I knew he was calling me. I knew he was talking to me. I knew he was protecting me. He looked up, Jesus looks up and says, Zachy, <laughs> quickly get down the tree. And it says that Zacchaeus quickly got down the tree. <laughs> this is Jesus. And Jesus says to him, come down quickly. I must be a guest at your home today. Now, I don't know about your culture, but in many cultures, that would be very rude. <laughs> G'day, how you going? I'm eating at your house tonight. <laughs> that actually happened to me once a few years ago. A friend from, not a friend, a, uh, someone I didn't know rang me in Tokyo. Hello, who's this number? Hello. He says, my name is Yuri. I am from Russia. I will stay at your house tonight. <laughs> I said, hello, Yuri. I don't know you. We'll meet at Starbucks and we'll make a decision then. <laughs> and um, met him, beautiful man of God, great church in Khabarovsk in East Russia. And we became friends and we've been able to reach into East Russia. And this is before the war. We can't do it now. But um, just, just, just <laughs> someone to say that, it's like... <laughs> Are you safe? Like, and Jesus said, I'm eating at your house tonight. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down the tree, took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. There's a moment where Jesus calls our name and we have excitement. Could God call me? Could God use me? Did God design me? Am I the right person, the right place? Did I have the right... You, you get the picture, right? You've had those questions. With excitement and joy, realizing that God has actually called you and He's coming to your house. You're bringing Him into your house. I love a scripture here in, in, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, where Jesus says, Look, I stand at the door of your house and I'm knocking. If you hear my voice and open the door, I'll come in and we will share a meal together as friends. You know, Jesus just doesn't want to be your God and creator, He wants to be your friend. There's an awakening of that understanding that we're not trying to get to God all the time. He has done all the work. And when we realise that, it's called grace. Grace is a person. 
Some people say some strange things like, is this a grace church? Friends, grace is Jesus. Are you a Jesus church? Then you're a grace church. Give the Lord a big praise, come on. And Jesus is gonna come to Zacchaeus's house as a guest, but soon to be the Lord of the house. Isn't that good? And I believe that when we have a moment of understanding God can become the Lord of our house and our job and our body, life gets better. It's not always easy, but it is better. The second awakening was inviting Jesus into his house. He could have been embarrassed, I don't know. But he invited Jesus in. And the last awakening, it's an incredible awakening. It all happens in one day. It's an awakening in his soul about his purpose in life. I believe that God is, is bringing an awakening to people all over the planet and saying, you're saved for yourself, but not just for yourself. You're saved, but you're saved to be an overflow. Global Heart Church, you are an overflow. You have helped us in Japan. Pastor Jared, you've helped us in Japan so many times. Friendship, laughter, tears, snowboarding. It's been great. <laughs> Seriously. And in this one here, I'm gonna read the last part of the story. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I'll give half of my wealth to the poor, Lord. And if I cheated people of their taxes, I'll give them back four times as much, which is probably a Jewish concept of repayment. I think about this. The thing that really struck me about this sentence is Jesus never asked him to give anything. It really struck me as I thought about that because the awakening that happened in his heart was the awakening of purpose of his whole life. Even though he'd been a tax collector, done things wrong, he was now gonna impact his world. He starts saying, Jesus, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And Jesus, I think Jesus was lying there on the, they were on the, sort of on the ground and smiling and look at the, the other disciples and say, I told you so. I knew he was a great guy. Just knew it was gonna happen. Jesus doesn't ask you to do some things, but there's an awakening in the soul that we wanna do things. Some of the greatest things that we've ever done are from very, very generous people. You talked about some and in your message tonight, Jared, people just generous souls, it's just something happens, overwhelming. I love this because it's not law. It's desire. Generosity is a work of grace. This man, Zacchaeus, in one day, ran to the tree, invited Jesus to his house and opened his life for blessing. Isn't that amazing? Do you believe in moments? Jesus responded saying, salvation has come to this home today for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. As I come to a conclusion, I believe this is the sentence that Zacchaeus wanted to hear all his life. He was the tax collector, remember? The tax collector that was the traitor, the outsider. The, and Jesus said, no, 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 no. You're a true son of Israel. It's like Jesus coming to us and saying, you're a true Aussie. You're a real Aussie. You're real. You're fair, you're generous, you're funny. Do you know we Australians are popular around the world? I say to people around the world, they say, why are Australians popular? I said, I think it's because we think we're equal with everybody. It's true. 
true son of Australia, true daughter of Australia. Wouldn't that be good? Even if you're a foreigner or a migrant, whoever, to hear Jesus saying, you, you belong. You're planted in the earth and you're here to do something great. And this is a word for some of you here wondering, should you be here? Get planted and hear God's voice saying you're in the right place, but you must have the right response. Whatever that is, whatever God puts in your heart. And here's the last sentence. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost or those who are dying. This is the nature of our God. Moments that people would turn to life and turn to destiny and turn to making a difference in our lives. I love this word grace. I said grace. You know what grace is? Grace is Jesus, but grace is something into us, something that works within us and something that flows out of us. That's how grace works. Someone who says grace, grace, grace and lives a lawless life does not understand grace because grace must have gratitude. Thankfulness that You created me, Lord. You made me, You, you saved me, You sought me, You wanted me. And now You can use me. <laughs> Zachy. Why don't we stand together, shall we? It's a great joy to be here with you on Jared's 60th. And to thank you, but also put the challenge out here tonight. If God has turned the knob of history to make people more open, this is gonna happen more often, amen? We're praying for our mums and dads and friends and people coming from other countries and refugees and migrants and whoever's in our vicinity because the Son of God came to save them He's going to use us and if tonight you would agree and say I want to be like Zacchaeus I want to awaken and run to the tree and see Jesus I want to let Him into my house and whatever He says I'm going to say here I am Lord use me if that's you would you lift your hand right now I'm going to pray Lord I pray this grace would flow moment moment of grace moment of strength moment of decision right now all over this place new moments we thank you Lord that you're in charge and we do pray for our family come on church we do pray for our family our friends pray for this coming season more people coming to, to know you than ever before all, our, all people coming to our region thank you Lord online in person whatever it is here we are Lord use us we pray in Jesus name Amen give the Lord a praise come on thanks everyone Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.